So I texted my mom after you sent me that screenshot. I was like, thank you, mom, for the follow. Oh. I was like, yeah, I just finished listening to the April Fool's episode. That was really funny. Now I'm listening to Snowball's Chance. And I had this like temporary moment of panic because I'm like, oh, God, what did I say in that episode? Even though there's really not anything I say here that I wouldn't own up to with right. my parents. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty rare that you catch me saying something that I wouldn't say in front of my parents anyway. Right. But I like had to go read the outline for it again just to like, <laughs> put my mind at ease and make sure that my mom. Which one was that? I don't even remember. It's what we did during the ice storm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one was yeah. pretty, uh, I, I would say pretty parent friendly. We didn't <laughs> I really... think they're all pretty parent friendly for yeah. the most part, but um, but Houston was like, "Does she think less of me? What she thinks of me is really important. Does she think less?" Oh, of me? is that <laughs> okay? That was Houston. Yeah, okay. and then I texted her that, and she's like, "No, I still love him. Remember because who my roommate is? Like talking about my dad." <laughs> because of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, why would he look? The only he's reason, kidding. The he's only, playing. Because he's does, playing. It's does not he, that serious. Does Susan hate me? And that's why. No. And that's and he's like, if I pretended to be John, then she'd associate me with him. And, nope, not oh, that serious. No. Well, apparently it is because he asked. You're being a baby. It's no, nope. Houston confirmed it. So anyway, welcome, mom, to Ten Tens Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Susu. <laughs> Please, please be proud of me still. Yeah, <laughs> please, please love us. <clears throat> you ready to go? Oh, wait. No, I got to click away from you, so I don't watch you do this. Okay, go. Welcome to Ten Tens Podcast, where we talk tense and make little sense. I'm your host, India Monroe, and this is my postage stamp collecting co-host, John Burkhart. Hi, John. Hi, friend. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah? How's your postage stamp collection? Oh, it's pretty good. My mouth tastes like glue. Ew. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, from licking the stamps? Yeah, well, Why didn't no, you get look, the adhesive no, ones? No, licking the uh, envelopes. Oh, you didn't have self-stick ones? No. They I'm make so, little things that will wet the envelope for look, you. Look, we haven't hit the appropriate Patreon level. We haven't gotten the right fundage for that kind of thing. Okay. Well, I guess you'll just have to suffer. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I would have done it. You just wanted all the stickers <laughs> to go to you. So. Well, that just made more anyway, sense. Anyway. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to season three. In. This is season three. Woo. It's true. But this isn't the first episode of season uh -oh. three, is it? What was the first episode of season three? It was the last episode. So we decided to base our seasons on when we first originated, I guess, when we were first published, which was April Fool's. Mm -hmm. So that just made the most the sense. The joke that just won't die. It won't. I wonder if Ten Tenths guys regret this. Or if they're like kind of proud. Probably. You think they do regret Probably it? Probably a bit of both. Yeah. I think it's both, right? Okay. It's, it's like 
You know, when, when Ron Burgundy comes home and he finds out that Baxter has just like destroyed the apartment and he's like, you ate a whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. That's amazing. I think that's probably, that's where I envision they are, that we are Baxter and they are Ron Burgundy. Is that and it? this podcast is our okay. wheel of cheese. <laughs> We're the cheese. Okay. No, the podcast is the cheese, John. We're Baxter. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Well, considering recent communications with them, they're still mostly cool with us. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, if you guys are listening, I am still a huge fan, and I think you're great. We should go get a pizza again. Sometime. Oh my god, yeah, we should. Yeah, we should figure out a way to do a pizza with them. They're in Iowa. We're in the South. I, if there's Maybe a one of pizza, these days we'll be in the same place again. Yeah, we'll figure it out one day. Michael, I'll bring my pearls and you can have uh, <laughs> pearl time round three. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So for, I don't know if I, you know, I'd be surprised if, if anybody did notice, but I think, I think that we need to come clean. On what? About the last episode, about season three, episode I, one. I thought our wait. I thought our motto was deny, deny, deny. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. yes. So, I had a cold. You had a cold. You had a huge cold. Um, <laughs> okay. And that's what I was talking about. Um, you know, I'm, I, you're so you're you're so good at being a a true performer. That that's what I was saying. Like I wasn't sure if anybody would notice, but I think it is at least worth mentioning that you know to applaud you. How well you did in the last episode, having such a being so sick, um, and we were worried that it might affect how you sound. Uh, but you really mm-hmm. pulled it off. You sounded like you in the last episode. Yeah, you know, pretty pretty spot on myself, right? And I feel like uh, maybe what I would have gone with here if we weren't telling the truth <laughs> is uh, I had a stunt double. Oh, okay. <laughs> because if you'll recall, we did do an episode when I was on like day 15 of COVID. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I'd like, I guess I should, you sounded exactly like you. So I yeah. feel like there, there was really no interruption to you, right? especially your new name. I, I'm sorry. I, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes John Burchard. Yes. John Burchard is my name. Oh, you're going with Burchard, not Burchard. Yes. Burchard. You and I have time have, I'm so drunk right now. I can't pronounce things correctly. Are you really? No, dummy. <laughs> I was like, that's on brand. <laughs> you would think with that's the- what you did with our delay in recording. Uh, Got it. Yeah, I was about to say you would think with the delay. <laughs> I know. I was. I, just- I was sitting there like, hey. You've got 20 minutes. Houston left the washing machine on, <laughs> Every- and I was like, he's gonna be hammered. Every minute delayed. <laughs> it's a potential power hour inside of me before we yeah. start. I figured you would just make a, a 20 minute power hour, but 20 minutes. A power a third? Yeah. A power third. That's, that is what that's called, doesn't a power third. I haven't done a power hour in a while. I think because nowadays I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a thing at nine. Let me just start it easy at seven. 
6.30 and just take my time versus like, I'm going to wait 45 minutes before and slam the six pack. Yeah, I never tried to do a power hour with beer just because I knew that's not my thing. Because you're way more hardcore. Um, Right. But my senior year of college, I had like a a 14-page philosophy term paper due and like a seven-page film genre paper due like on the same day. And I was like maybe halfway done with both of them. And, you know, time was kind of ticking away and it was 12 o'clock or something, or it was like 10 o'clock at night. I was feeling drowsy. But my buddy Greg, who you've met, hi, Greg, uh, lived like kind of down Peachtree Street from my apartment. I met Greg. He's currently like, yeah, on video chat. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Greg. Yeah. Um, he was working for Red Bull at the time. Oh. So he like had a refrigerator dedicated to Red Bull in his apartment. <laughs> and oh, so we did a power hour with Red Bull just for a little while. Just Red Bull or literally like just Red like, Bull. Like you guys and, were slamming um, multiple cans of Red Bull? Yeah. Oh, not even with vodka? No, I had a pa- I had papers to write. I can't be drunk oh, writing. I thought a this was a drinking paper. story. No, this was India has two papers. She has to finish literally to graduate and she's tired at <laughs> okay. 10 o'clock and needs to make it through the night. So okay. I didn't do the full 60 minutes, but I think we got like at least <laughs> at least like half an hour and some change. How many cans like, did you I drink? Gotta go. I wish I could tell you this. I mean, what now this was not like 12 or 13 like, years like ago. Like more than three? Yeah. How did your heart not explode? I don't know. This is like, this is before, um, this is before I had a super long health history. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this um, is like normal bodily function in the period. This is like, yeah, I, I had every reason to believe I was pretty invincible in (laughs) India. So like I... (laughs) was rarely the girl who was like blackout somewhere, like maybe only a handful of times was I ever just like shammered. Yeah. But uh, this was a pretty irresponsible thing that I did. So, um, yeah. Hi, mom. I like that your Thanks story of being us. irresponsible in college is has nothing to do with alcohol, uh, but everything to do with energy drinks. I mean, I like I have those too, but for the most part, like, you know, with very limited exceptions, like when I when I did stupid stuff, like the stakes were really low. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure Greg's listening to this being like, I remember India in college and there are definitely better stories to tell, but <laughs> that is my only power hour story. That's, so. so that's the only time you've done some form of a power hour. Yes. Oh, man. I've been present for many power hours. I just don't do them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then another fraternity I hung out with in college did. Uh, they did power hours, but then they would also do a, a tour de Franzia. Oh, 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 what is that? Yeah. Uh, they have a case of Franzia and a team. Not a case, like a box of Franzia yeah. and like small teams. And it was like tour de France where. First one to finish the box of Franzia wins, but really loses. 
<laughs> and they thought surely they could get me involved with this because I drank wine. Hey, Andy likes like, wine. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched, but I didn't, I didn't oh do God. the tour. Because <laughs> that would fall under the list of things that like I would I would be embarrassed to tell my mom I did. Right. So I didn't do it. <laughs> You're welcome, mom. Yeah. Love you. Uh, by the time that I was in college, I the power hour days were mostly behind me except for one time i essentially power houred with sailor jerry ew 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 why did you do that well (laughs) the secret about sailor jerry is you start drinking it and you're like you mix it with coke right when you're like man this mixes really well i'm just drinking this casually and then you forget it's 90 something proof and next thing you know you've drank a lot of it very quickly or you don't know and you've completely blacked out yeah pretty much that's pretty much what happened i went to uh, a girlfriend at the time and i went to a paint party that was being thrown oh, on yeah. uh, outside in one of the soccer fields on campus and we went because i was like well this is like two blocks from us let's do it uh, and we, she drove, or I drove there. Uh, no, she drove there. She After had to, power yeah, hour? no, she had to have driven there. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. And the way that they had it set up was you weren't allowed to drink, but the like, the parking was right outside the fence because this was thing something that like maybe four hundred people showed up to. Uh, so like, oh my god, <laughs> so, like post COVID, I'm like, oh god, it's 400 people yeah. <laughs> in the same place. Yikes! Yeah, no, this no, is you know, this is a that small, it's a small campus thing, and there was no drinking inside of the soccer field, and this was like a wreck. Yeah, so you had to like get it all done before you. Well, went. this was a wreck soccer field. Like there was just a, um, uh, like a chain link fence to border mm-hmm. it, and there was a dude sitting there like that was i think that they checked student ids to give wristbands and that was it because you couldn't drink inside but the parking was right at the gate so like i could just walk outside the the gate and go 50 feet and i'd be at my car and you could come and, and go you as you, and go. yeah and so like rookie mistake guys yeah, dude <laughs> i got so ripped in the first 45 minutes of that thing i don't even think that they had put the paint out by then and my girlfriend's like so you yeah. you missed all the fun <laughs> yeah. my girlfriend's like we should probably go <laughs> yeah the only paint party i've ever been to was thrown by greg's fraternity and it was a mixer between his fraternity and my sorority and someone thought it would be a good idea to do this mixer the night before easter like on a and saturday night so yeah, I don't know why, because we never Oof. did mixers on Saturday nights. They were always on Thursdays. And halfway through the party, we ran out of paint, and someone sent the pledges to go get paint. The boy pledges, we don't call them pledges, but they went and got latex paint instead of like something that would actually wash out. <laughs> yeah. And so everything was neon. And I, you know, woke up the next morning, like put on my nice Easter dress and drove to Macon, Georgia, which is not a small drive to to go have Easter brunch with my roommate's Catholic family. We all covered in paint. <laughs> like I was like picking paint out oh, of my hair, like the entire gross. way there, like neon paint and like 
Wasn't even hungover. I was just. Did they do this in one of the frat houses? I think we were at their house and I think they put up tarps and stuff. Oh, it wasn't man. like an official yeah. fraternity house. It was like someone's house that six or seven guys. So this is in. a different frat house from uh, what Houston was a part of? Um, so when I, when I was, no, they weren't in the same fraternity. So when I was at Georgia state, nobody had houses. Uh So like everybody, like there would be like a party house. Mm. Like every group had one or two houses where like a cluster of brothers all lived together and like they would be like, that was the Sigma new house or that was the Pike house or that was the Kappa Sig house. So. Okay. Gotcha. And, like, if they had a handful of them, like, you would just bounce around. So, it'd be like, you know, oh, oh, is it the one in East Atlanta or is it the one in North Atlanta? Okay, we'll go to that one. So. And these were, like, not within walking distance of campus? So they had to drive there? Maybe, like, a handful of them are walking I'm distance. Surprised. But Georgia State at that time was a commuter school anyway. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes so, sense. you were never within, like, within more than, like, 15 minutes of somebody's house. Right. So it wasn't a big deal. Okay. But okay. But yeah, thank you, uh, Sigma Nu pledges for <laughs> the latex paint uh, at the paint party you before Easter Sunday. That was a very poor you decision. Dummies. Way to go! <laughs> it was a fun party though. We had a good time. So uh, we were talking about previous episodes. Um, yes, we are way off the rails. We are way to go, India. I'm not mm-hmm. sorry. We had uh, previous. I had previously mentioned that I really like Hamilton. And we talked about mm-hmm. Space Jam a bunch. Well, some... We did talk about Space Jam. Some absolute mad lad. Let me... Or lady. No, this is a guy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Ladies, where are you at? By the They go by the username SineWave, P-S-Y-N-W-A-V on YouTube. They created Slamilton. Amazing. And it is a crossover between the soundtracks of Hamilton and Space Jam 1. And instead of the, you know, the actual... I like that you have to clarify Space Jam 1. Yeah, well, we've reached that point. Instead of the talking, I guess, the the narrator, um, the model... In a musical, what do you call it? The talking parts. Is there a term? I don't know. Uh, the non-musical parts. The dialogue? Yeah. Okay. Versus the singing? Yes. Uh, so instead of the regular dialogue of Hamilton, it's using a lot of the dialogue from Space Jam. And then the person did a bunch of crossover stuff, a bunch of mashup stuff between the two soundtracks. And it like you would think that this doesn't work, but it actually works really well. You know, I, I have to wonder... How many more amazing art projects we've gotten just because people have been like cooped up in quarantine oh, for yeah. so long? Like, <laughs> like would this doubt. have come together if people had, you know, been able to leave their houses? Right. Probably not. Yeah. So this has two acts, 13 segments each. It is over. It's almost 50 minutes. Like it's a full. 50 five or zero, 15. Five zero. It is a wow. full production, and it covers the entire story of Space Jam, but it's it's combined with Hamilton, with mostly the music from that. But then the guy finds a really creative way to interpret uh, 
I, I believe I can fly, which is the standout single from the soundtrack. But here's mm-hmm. something that catches a lot of people off guard is that fly like an eagle from Lenny Kravitz was also from the soundtrack. And he finds a creative way to, to integrate that. Well, yeah, America. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. It just recently it came out March 30th. To me, it is so much better than it should be. Uh, and if you like either the Space Jam soundtrack or Hamilton, I highly recommend you check out Slamilton. By who? Sine Wave. P-S-Y-N-W-A-V on YouTube. Love it. And when I was looking into this some more, I went back to look for it and I put in Slamilton. <laughs> and sometime prior to this, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Some some small wrestling organization, uh, Black Label Pro, decided it back in October 2019, decided to use Hamilton Music to promote a future wrestling event that they're having and that they called Slamilton. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling, but I might write that, right? watch that. <laughs> and so they had somebody in the staff, I guess. Uh, she came up with the uh, the l- lyrics and vocals by Sarah Shockley. And it is a promo for Black Label Pro Presents Slamilton 2. Number 2. So this wasn't the first Slamilton <laughs> that they did. But they were like, hey, you know what's a really good creative title? We take Hamilton, but make it wrestling. We're going to call it Slamilton. And the first one was so successful. That they were like, we're going to have a Slamilton too. And somebody was like, this is such a... Is that where they follow the War of 1812? I don't know. <laughs> but oh, man, we'll- I would watch. I would watch the wrestling interpretation <laughs> of the War of 1812 set to the music of Hamilton so hard. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, I know you're not listening, but if you ever do... Well, please make this musical. I'd imagine that there'd be a, that they would include the one song where they're talking about packing alligators full of cannon shot. You know that one? It escapes me How, somehow. Do you do you like? Do you have no recollection of what I'm talking about? From Hamilton? No, we're talking about the Battle of eighteen, the War of eighteen twelve. They did what with the alligators? There's a song. Okay. Let me look it up real quick so I can tell you. The this effect. sounds like some like revisionist Louisiana no. or something <laughs> no. or other. No, it's a popular song. Like I'm having flashbacks of when my sister-in-law, who's from Baton yeah, Rouge, was telling me that she she always went to the Nutcracker with her mom. And it was a Bayou-themed Nutcracker. And she thought that that's how all the Nutcracker performances <laughs> were. And I proceeded to... Spend the 12 days of Christmas making jokes about the nutcrackers wearing jorts and the rats being alligators. <laughs> it only kind of got old for her, I think. You've never actually talked about this, but you, your sister-in-law. What? Yeah, you've never mentioned this on the show. That your sister. Caroline? Caroline's my hero. I no, love No, but that Caroline. she's an heir to an empire. She gets really embarrassed. She was mortified when I found out because I found out by (laughs) accident and she had been like (laughs) actually like (laughs) neglecting to mention that she comes from this like dairy family in Louisiana. (laughs) 
and like people know their name and stuff. Do, and, like, are we going to mention the name or no? No, I okay. feel like we just it's it got to be a thing now. Okay. Like okay. kind of like why I can't because here's to the thing. I don't know the name. I know other, and here's the thing. I know other Louisiana dairy names, but I didn't know this one until you told me, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay. Because um, I like there's another one that's more regional to me. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's still really funny. I, I don't know of, I've lived in several parts of the country and I've never I, like known of multiple dairy empires that are local to an area. It's, it's always just been thing. store brand, yeah. but in Louisiana, it's a thing. So, okay. But getting back on track, Johnny Horton, Battle of New Orleans, you have to know this. It's we fired our guns and the British kept coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. Fired once more and they began to run it on down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. This it rings no bell to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like this is something that has to be exclusive to. No, this what's it called? Can I text Caroline right now? Battle of New Orleans. This Houston probably knows it. That's the name of the song? Yeah, it's by Johnny Horton. And this is a bop, okay? Johnny Horton. Okay, so, but one of the uh, lines was, let me find it. So it talks about the Battle of 1814, which is part of the War of 1812, if I remember correctly, and had to do with, like, Jean LaFrance and the pirateers fending off the British in the New Orleans swamps, which is a crazy story if you haven't heard of it. Let's see here. I swear this is a camping podcast. <laughs> no, this has to be. This is that. Where is the goddamn lyric? Okay. Okay. We fired our cannon till the barrel melted down. We grabbed an alligator and we fought another round. We filled his head with cannonballs and powdered his behind. And when we touched the powder off, the gator lost his mind. That's so messed <laughs> up. That's what you learned in school. No. Come on. No. What? What are you talking about then? It's just some a lyric from a song. I thought you were telling me that that actually happened. I don't think so. I hope not. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wait. You can't hear that. That popped up on my... No, I can't hear that. God. You need... I need to just send it to you real quick, don't I? No, I'm no, I'm good. I don't want to listen to your alligator snuff you song. Need, <laughs> you need to hear like the first ten seconds, so you can at least have a frame of reference of what it sounds oh like. Oh my god, I hear this is the worst. Okay, <laughs> are you listening to the whole song? Shut up, John. Oh my god, what's a squirrel gun? Uh, it was probably a shotgun. I would imagine it, like with the period. Nowadays, they use twenty twos as well. But you also use like four tens, yeah, like one forty seven. They they go to that part with the gator. Shut up, John. Oh my god, I don't care anymore. I exed out. Did you listen to the gator part? Yes. When did you hear the song? I the I first heard it actually when I was at Station at Camp Lejeune and my friend Smith played it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And the part about the gators was the funniest part to me. It's awful. That's awful. And also, if you're killing a squirrel with a shotgun, I feel like you're doing something wrong. No, squirrels are quick. Use like a 410. They are a 410, I guess. Yeah, they're smaller than they're. I guess like I don't. I don't default to people shooting with a 410. You know, like I just think like 
They're smaller are you than using a, a twelve gauge to shoot a squirrel. Like, a, what are you doing? They're a tiny yeah. bird without wings that moves very quickly. Gosh, so mean. So, so mean. Okay. Squirrel season here. Anyway, is that is some like I and I say this coming from a long line of Tennesseans and Alabama. Uh, this is a bop. Alabamans? I agree. It is a bop, India. No, this is so. This, this is, is some of the jam. most redneck things you've ever brought into oh, this I'm discussion. S- okay, ever. okay, just attack my heritage. Okay, whatever. I, uh, you know, I jerk. I kind of am. the worst. This Terrible. Is, Deep redneck stuff, and we're way <laughs> off the rails. And I hope you edit this out, frankly. So I learned about a new thing called port tongs. Do you know about these? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Why are we laughing? Just keep. T- it's fine. Just keep talking. Do you know about them or no? Are we just gonna? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, no. But I'm actually really glad that Susie was listening because um, my mom. We don't drink a lot of port, but whenever there is a stubborn cork or a broken cork or any cork that is being anything but cooperative, my mom is absolutely the master of of getting a troublesome cork out of a bottle of wine. Oh, okay. She's, she is magic, so. Okay. Well, so there's this, I learned that there was this thing called port tongs, which apparently allow you to... I guess you what you break you break the top of the bottle off if you have a damaged cork, right? It would appear so. Which is kind of neat. I didn't know that that was a thing. It's not a common thing. Oh, okay. Again, I don't I don't drink a lot of port, so maybe. But well, this doesn't have to do with a type of wine. This has to do with any kind of wine. Sorry, from your link quote. This is more common for high alcohol fortified wines, such as port. The alcohol acts as a natural preservative, allowing the wine to be aged for decades. The tongs can be used for any type of bottle, but are generally uncommon. Outside of Portugal, they are typically only found in very well-equipped high-end establishments. Okay, so apparently this is stupid, and John shouldn't have brought it up. It's not stupid. It's just you you have found a... Highly specialized tool. Yeah, and I think it's pretty rad. No, it's great because there's a video of it mm-hmm. that shows them doing it. Are you no? Are you gonna explain how? So what they do is they take the port tongs and they put them in a fire and they heat them up, and then the port tongs grab the circumference of the neck of the bottle, and it melts the glass so that they can break the top of the bottle off. So then you're you're breaking it off well, past the cork, and then you're you missing can, a key step here. What? So, <laughs> the reason this works is um, you're using the heated tongs, right, to create this centralized sort of neck around the bottle. And, like, it's so hot, but then you use an ice-cold cloth or ice-cold water to rapidly cool it so that the glass will fracture yeah. due to thermal expansion is what that's In called. In the fancy video I'm watching, they use what looks like a... Um a shaving brush to put the water to apply the water. What I'd imagine anything whatever you would have work. to do to like cool it down yeah. faster than it could be. So if you have ever worked in a bar and you've pulled a glass out of the dishwasher and you haven't let it cool first and you try mm-hmm. to pour a cold drink into it, it will shatter. Same concept. Yeah. So. But yeah, kind of neat. 
But yeah, so you would have to like pour everything through a strainer or like let everything filter out through a decanter so you can catch any shards of glass or sediment that would result from breaking this bottle. I don't drink port, so I don't know how common this is with ports, but uh, we have never had to resort to this. Okay. I do know friends that make glasses, like drinking glasses out of their wine bottles, and this is the method that they use. So they'll soak like a piece of yarn or string in like lighter fluid or high grain alcohol. And they'll light it on fire, let it burn for a few seconds, and then they'll dunk it into ice water, which causes the glass to break really cleanly on that line. And so that's how you create a drinking glass out of a wine bottle. Okay. That's pretty cool. I thought it was neat. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you a link to a different tool that uh, my mom uses sometimes to get out stubborn corks. It... When I saw port tongs, I thought that's where this was going, but it wasn't, so. Ha ha, got you. I'll take a picture of it when I'm up there tomorrow. Okay. Is it the thing that slips by the, like, slips past the cork? It's like two little flat things? Yes. Okay. I've seen that. Maybe, maybe I can talk Susu into, like, (gasps) doing a video? Oh my God. An instructional video. How cool would that be? Yeah. She's the coolest. Mm. Anyway, port tongs. So do you have some? No. Why would I have those? I don't know. You put it on the outline. So I went to the uh, big wine store. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of little baby wines. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you kind of helped me a little bit, but I kind of just, you know, went blind. I told you would not to get. <laughs> yes. I collected a bunch of little small wines and then sent a photo to India to tell me mm-hmm. what not of, to of his hold grocery on to. cart full of now wine. to be fair there's like 10 selections and you only nixed one true you did a good job yeah. um i feel like that should be our picture for the episode of all the wines <laughs> in your grocery <laughs> cart yeah. oh yeah okay <laughs> but i do like i think i i think i like this methodology because usually mm-hmm. i don't always drink the entire bottle so it's kind of wasteful both of wine and money so I got mm-hmm. a bunch of like, whatever these are. It's like it's like a, a single serving, or you got splits, yeah. or you got like two fifty, three fifty milliliter yeah. cans. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like three seventy five. Uh, mm-hmm. so, like it, it's just a twelve ounce can, and then there's also like these like little cartons that are the same size. Uh, yep, so, and it's actually like pretty environmentally friendly. So yeah, good yeah. Considering how I consume, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's why I thought it would be a really good option for you, especially as you're like getting into wine to just taste a bunch of different things. So I guess like once things get like settled and better, then I might go to some wine tastings. I don't know. Oh my god, you should! Mm. They're so fun. So what are you drinking? Well. I discovered while going to the same big box wine store, but in my state, uh, Topo Chico, which is the preferred sparkling water for Texans, (laughs) has released a line of hard seltzers. And I knew this was coming because my buddy Tori has worked with their marketing before and she told me it was coming and I've been really excited. Um, But I was really surprised to turn the corner and see just cases of a variety pack. And so I'm currently drinking the Strawberry Guava Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. Ooh. And I know it's really, 
fizzy. So Houston has actually tasted all of the flavors on my behalf. And he says that pineapple is his favorite because there's pineapple, there's mango, lemon, lime, and strawberry guava. Okay. And so far he loves pineapple and strawberry guava while good could do with a little more strawberry. Not that I can tell, but for me, it is fizzy and refreshing. And when my family all meets at Amelia Island in May, because we are all (laughs) vaccinated now, I will be bringing multiple cases because my brother loves Topo Chico. So (laughs) I think it's a great beach drink. Oh, Um, yeah, that would be fun Based on fizziness. Yeah, based solely on fizziness, I think it is a 10 out of 10 tenths. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I know. I, know. I don't well, even have the document open right now. I'm slacking. I don't care. It's fine. Wow. It's not a really reliable rating okay, so we at won't, this point. We won't add right? that part, though. So, Houston literally asked me which flavor I was drinking, and I had to look at the can to tell him. <laughs> oh, bummer. I know. It's a big bummer. In seltzer drink news... White Claw has come out with two new, like, whole uh, lines. Why? Because they're doing... I mean, cool. Because they're kicking ass and they're expanding. So the first one that they've come out with is Surge. Ew. Which is 8%. Like soda? It's... Nope, this is different. It's 8% alcohol, 2 grams of sugar per 16-ounce can. And it's two flavors that they have right now, Blood Orange and Cranberry. So I For think- the record, Houston said Topo Chico Seltzer was better than White Whatever. Claw. He's, whatever. He just doesn't want to admit things. He's like, oh, it's not exclusive enough. It's not regional enough. Oh. How dare you? That's him. That's what he sounds like. That's not what he sounds That's like. That's totally it's what he sounds like. recording. Anyway. <laughs> so to me, this seems like a more mature Four Locos. Mature, yeah. <laughs> mature four logos that has never been said in the history of anything ever. Gross. You lost. You lost me at mature. So <laughs> it's not available in my market yet. I don't know if it ever will be. So I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet to try it. So uh, I don't know what, what it's gonna be like. So one day I, hmm. I have some friends in Chicago, which is where White Claw is based out of, that said that they would send some to me if they see it. So hopefully that happens. Hmm. Okay. So they also have a nice tea line that they've launched. Why why are you shaking your head? I don't what's the, I, you know, as what's the they have lemon ras wait. I just struggle with this, like as a southern woman. Whose grandmother's iced tea could like take rust off a bumper? Well, yeah, it's, sure. That's a totally, it's a totally different thing, though. Okay, quick gatekeeping, quick gatekeeping. I don't know. I, d- I don't trust it. I just you don't, don't. Whatever. Okay, whatever. They come in lemon, raspberry, mango, and peach. Each twelve ounce can contains a hundred calories, one gram of sugar, and five percent alcohol. Hashtag not an ad. Yeah. Unless, yeah, White, unless White Claw should pay us for White the Claw. amount of time we spend talking about them. Unless White Claw, if you guys want to song, you know, White Claw, I have a problem with this. Please don't give us your sponsorship. <laughs> I will say um, nothing nice about you. 
So I'm not a, I'm not a tea drinker, so I won't be touching this line, but I think it's kind of cool that they did it. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> and, you know, typical response that I would expect from you. But in breaking news, White Claw has launched a variety pack number three and I got it. Okay, so it has four it has four flavors, three of them new. So when there's a variety pack number two, had, mango was already out and it was its own thing. But they have since added strawberry, which you would think that that would have been a thing before, blackberry, and pineapple. And I'm that's pretty exciting. So I, All right, pick one. Let's do this. Gonna gonna open it up. All right, which one are you drinking then? Which one? <clears throat> Come on. Are you Which cr- what are you talking about on this podcast? I'm going to talk about at least two of them, you silly goose. Whatever the first two that I pull out are. We got to go. So, strawberry. You would have thought that they would have had this flavor way sooner, right? The strawberry. Yeah, they should have. Well, I think that was kind of like, well, we got to keep them wanting type of thing, you know? Sure. That's, anyway, that's my what do you idea. think? As soon as I cracked it open, loads of strawberry smell. This is probably one of the strongest smelling claws that I've had. I'm going to pour this one because I don't know what white color looks like. Oh, it's clear. Okay. So there's no. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, this one's really strong. Strawberry. I like it. It's an eight, without a doubt. Have you ever had a white claw that you don't like? There's a couple flavors that I'm not as much of a fan of. But but you still like them. I it's they come in the variety pack, so I'll drink them type of deal. It's more that the strawberry is. I like it. It's it's good stuff. Cool. How many tents out of ten tents? I will give this bad boy an a. I'm gonna give it an eight. Without Sounds about right. It's 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 all the other things that I've said about white claws before, but it's strawberry. You know. And then, <laughs> like... It's just like White Claw, except this one is strawberry as opposed to mango. Well, I mean, would you expect different? No. Right? No, you wouldn't. Okay. And then we have blackberry. I don't know what... I, it's been a minute since I've tasted blackberry. But... So, when I cracked this one open, nowhere... I didn't... I don't smell anything. Do you have COVID? Well, I didn't get COVID in the last 20 seconds. <laughs> Um, but putting it up to the nose, I still don't really smell it. I still sell the strawberry that was left in the glass. That's, that's good. It tastes like, um, drinking it from the can. If anything, it tastes like grape Kool-Aid, but White Claw. Ew. Okay. You don't like Not blackberry at all then. If I'm trying to drink something that tastes like blackberries uh-huh. and it tastes like grapes, I'm probably not going to be thrilled about not it. Not grapes. Kool-Aid grape. I mean, does it taste like blackberry? No. Then I was not delivered what was promised to me. <laughs> okay, like, fair enough. Fair that was your enough. big your big plus for the strawberry was that it smelled and tastes like strawberry. And like then you're gonna be yes. like, Well yeah, this blackberry tastes like grape, and that's pretty cool. Like, come on, John. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. okay. Fair fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Strawberry definitely an eight. Blackberry, I don't taste it as much, but considering some of the flavors I don't like, I like this more. So I will give this a seven. Okay. A seven for the grape, essentially the grape white claw. Should I knock one off because it's not what it tastes like? 
Yes. Okay, fine. Should. I'll give it a six. Because, like, if if you drink a wine <laughs> that's supposed to taste like X and it tastes like B, and you're like, you know what? This is still pretty good. I'm going to Right, give it but what if you like, like it? No. That's just poor if marketing. Any cooking show, and they're like, <laughs> yes, here is a pizza. And someone eats it, and they're like, you know, this tastes more like lasagna. And they're like, oh yes, my God. it is. That'd be a lasagna kind of pizza. They're like, well, you didn't promise me a lasagna. You promised me a pizza. Negative points. That would be so good. Deli- no, but like deliver what you promised. Lasagna on pizza crust would be so good. So as we mentioned before about Mr. Alex Sealing, who's currently in Iowa. No, good Ohio. He's in Ohio. Sorry. Wrong. I was about to say, Iowa would be making really good time. But currently. even in Ohio, that's really great timing. Because he's traveling through the Northeast in the winter. He's kicking. Or like when it's still well, cold, yeah. he's kicking butt. Alex, you're a badass if you're still listening to yeah, us. Yeah, he's. I don't even know if he listens to us. Or if he just gave us a, if he just responded to our Instagram post about I mean, him. he's been kind of busy. John. Yeah, but well, no, I have zero thought that he even listened to a single episode, and but he just appreciated us being like, "Hey, we talked about you." Hey, he he's doing cool stuff. Yeah. Everyone should be following Alex. Anyway, continue. So, in the same vein, I came across a dude on the TikToks who goes by the username Hella Good. Who's All right. I like where this is going. He's running across America. Wow, like Forrest Gump. I guess so. He's going from West Coast to East Coast, and he's taking a Southern route. Probably pretty smart in the winter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Uh, Well, I mean, it gets cold there because it's so high up in elevation, but still. Apparently, uh, this is a guy that, and I looked up his website. I didn't see his name, so I would put it in, but it wasn't there. But the highlights about him are that he's apparently some dude that has ran every day for three years in a row and counting. Oof. He is a former pro soccer player and a vegan out. Oh, that checks out. Yeah. I mean, if you're a so- if you're a pro <laughs> soccer player, of course you're running every day. But I, I, I'm assuming that he Yeah, means, you're running every day. I'm assuming that he means that he ran every day. Like, he ran long distance every day. Um, because I could run 100 feet every day and say the same thing, but it wouldn't mean the same thing. Well, yeah, but, like, soccer, right. you have to... Soccer, other than like actual track and field, I feel like soccer, you could make a really good argument for being, you have to be in the best condition oh, shape yeah. of your life yeah, yeah, to yeah. be a soccer player. Yeah, there's nothing, I'm not taking away from pro soccer, from any sure, kind of soccer sure. athlete. Um, he's a vegan athlete. Hmm. And so, like I said, he's going from West Coast to East Coast. His last post online was in taos t-a-o-s new mexico taos taos Mm -hmm. i'm not sure taos taos okay and he's been on the road for a month and he's already traversed 877 miles that's pretty impressive yeah and he's been going he's gone through california to arizona through new mexico and i don't know that's that's pretty cool that is pretty cool. There's, Good for him. Yeah, there I is for, from what I can tell from his website and his social media, he's just doing it to do it. There isn't a cause. Mm-hmm. If you look him up on TikTok, it's at hella good, or you can go to hellagood.com. On Instagram, he's hella good the digit nine. But it's something kind of cool to 
to check out. And is that's pretty impressive because I mean, for me, like I really respect people who do this because, like, I don't run unless something gigantic is chasing me <laughs> and I'm unarmed. So <laughs> it takes a lot to get me running. I think the longest period that I've gone where I've ran, like I was saying before, more than 100 feet, where I actually went out and ran for exercise, days in a row would probably be like a month and a half, two months where I've done it. I mean, like, and so I, I played sports in school and I played and like we had pretty aggressive conditioning. Right. Like for PE and stuff. But like, but there's kind of something different life, from like going no. running for like at least an hour. Yeah, I, like don't, I don't just run to like yeah run and that's what i'm saying like he what he's saying is he just ran yeah and i don't know it's, it's interesting kind of neat mm-hmm. and maybe worth checking out well so speaking of cross-country travel are aren't you vaccinated now yeah girl i just got my second vaccination yesterday congratulations thank you and like i said in my in the last episode we covered this look what i went and got (gasps) look at that sticker that's impressive i I need to put mine on my laptop i got two and i almost forgot i totally forgot i'm not gonna lie i completely forgot that i wanted them but on my way out on some side table next to a doorway they had a few left like four left and i was like oh shit give me give me give me give me and so i grabbed some so yeah i am now good for you i it's like i'm not gonna lie it is a huge relief i'm glad to get this passed and it's just it is it is a relief i'm i'm glad yeah congratulations yeah thank you and same to you you've gotten yours uh thank you but yeah it's just oh such a relief Saturally. I'm looking forward to I I need to look up what the Pfizer second dose incubation period is. Two so weeks. Like, oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. That's forever. There's a monster <laughs> truck rally this weekend. I mean, like odds are after your first shot you're fine, but yeah. you know, if you want to go for maximum effectiveness, right. you're you're looking well, at Well, there's a monster truck rally that I might be going to that's two hours from here. With a friend of mine and his kids. It's hard kids. for me to discourage you from going to a monster drop. Yeah, party. right. Yeah, I know, right? What do they do with But to be flip? fair, oh the odds God. of other people there being yeah, vaccinated right? yeah. are probably Especially considering great. Louisiana. Oof. Yeah. Because yeah, I've been yeah, talking yeah. to friends like in, in like major met- metropolitan areas and like, mm-hmm. like Louisiana's uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, they opened it up to everybody. Everybody over 16 mm-hmm. because nobody's getting it. Which is so crazy to me. It's like, hey, you know, you can avoid having this awful, awful virus yeah. if you just get vaccinated. And for me, yeah. like, it's nuts. all of my doctors participated in the trials and had their family members participate in the trials. And for me, that was just like, okay, well, if you're if you're willing to put your life and your family's yep. life on the line for this, like, there is, clearly yeah. there is there is a here. very high vaccination rate for people with medical doctorate degrees mm-hmm. and it's just like dude i want just this to be over it. and i don't want to be <laughs> the asshole that gets somebody else sick and i don't want to get sick yeah there was a there was a post- yeah you don't you don't want to lose just from having had this you do not want to lose that like time in your life you don't yeah. want to feel like you felt like it is it is so much worse than the flu 
And, you know, we're going on, what, six months now where I haven't been able to smell or taste. Yeah, which is nuts. I promise you, you do not want this. Well, there was a Reddit post that was just like on uh, the Acadiana subreddit. It was just like, Mm -hmm. hey, what's going on in your life? Share share some stuff. Just feel free to talk about anything. And uh, one of the things that I shared was my sister's a long hauler and we're dealing with that but i had i've already got my first dose i'm about to get my second so i can't wait to sit at the bar and smugly explain to people how i did it right and didn't get infected <laughs> india is hanging your head in shame right now well because okay <laughs> this is this is what gets me right is that look no i'm gonna sit at the bar and be like look, look no, no 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 i did it right this is what i did i never even got it <laughs> as i hand them 10 cents vinyl cut decals oh yeah Please i have a podcast we're gonna just spam our apple reviews <laughs> oh, good the for way, you podcast there are some of us who have barely left our houses since March 2020 and, you know, not done anything that still got it. I was in the same boat and my sister was a teacher and I avoided it. So. Well, like, yeah, Houston still had to go to work every day. Right. But other yeah, other I... than Houston going to work and being in separate rooms from everybody he worked with, like, yeah. we... We were extremely. Oh yeah, no, you guys were super. Because when I first when I visited you at one point, you guys were being super, super careful, and then mm-hmm. I somehow magically avoided being around you guys when you got it, and then being around my sister when she got it because I was with you guys after you yeah. got it. <laughs> and you were like, uh, "My sister has COVID." Yeah. I was like, "Cool, you're staying here for another two weeks." Yeah, like we're turning this the laundry into a month there. visit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for 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 shacking me up for that long. You guys are amazing. honestly. I I don't want anyone. I mean, obviously, your sister has had it rougher than I have, right? And I was fortunate enough to not have to be hospitalized, which we did not expect to avoid. But I do not wish this on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like no one. So. But I had camping gear. You could have told me to just be like, go find a camping spot. Fuck off. Get out of here. No, I would. I wouldn't do that myself. So I wouldn't tell you to do that. Yeah. So. Anyway, back to the outline. So remember a couple of weeks where I was like, hey, I really like museums. Sure. Okay. Well. Yes, I, I do. I, yeah. You know, I actually do now. <laughs> so I found, I came across a TikTok. Apparently, there is a museum called Civil War Tales, spelled T-A-I-L-S. I only you could have found. And it's this. in Gettysburg. And the pride of Gettysburg. And it's a bunch of dioramas, and like little mm-hmm. model scenes of Gettysburg. Of what? Of of what? But John? instead of. Instead of Civil War soldiers. Of the Battle of Gettysburg, John? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, instead of little human soldiers, it's a bunch of cats fighting the battle. And that that is the entire museum. <laughs> People died, John. People died. It's so creative. 
Justin, it's, it's, it's literally beautiful. thousands of cat figurines with Union like and Confederate hundred, like uniforms. The very first clip is hundreds of dead cat models, like anthropomorphic cats. Riding they horses. All, they all have the little laying in the fields. gray coats on. There's little gray cat cowboy hats laying on the battlefield. Cowboy hats, John? Yeah, cat boy. <laughs> oh my god. It's just a... <laughs> There's boat it doesn't, models. It is exactly what it sounds like. I know that I've spoken out previously about reposting TikToks on other platforms because it's such a boomer thing, but I'm going to have to repost this after this episode publishes because it's just so ridiculous. The level of detail that they went through with this, and this is without a doubt on my must visit list of life. <sighs> it's amazing cattails. It, it, I, I don't like. I'm impressed by the scale of it. Yes, it is unbelievable. But it's also like. Hey, these were real <laughs> people, though. So. It's ridiculous. I like it. I am going to go see it. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, trying to picture what this would be like if somebody did it, like, with a tragedy of our time, you know? And I'm like, I would be pretty mad. <laughs> I can't believe it's been done. I just I want to see your videos from your visit there. I just oh my god, I would spend a long period of, unless it's like a single room else. thing. I would spend a lot of time in there. I don't think it's a single room thing. It, it it's I don't too either. comprehensive. I Honestly, know. the That's attention to detail is impressive. So it's shocking. Anyway. I need to know more about this place. <laughs> you should go to Gettysburg. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of good, clean family fun, like. Cat Civil War Museums. I found a pretty fun uh, camping-centric article that I thought would be relevant to our interests as well, John, since we both love donuts. I love donuts. I know. I know. They're wonderful. They're God's gift to breakfast, frankly. So <laughs> I found uh, an article from the Daily Voice um, it said, why this Rockland boy is camping out in front of a Paramus Krispy Kreme. Can, without reading the article, can I take a guess? Sure. He's. This is a newer Krispy Kreme, and he's doing it because sometimes when they open up new locations for some chains, they'll give you like a year free blah, blah, blah. Cool. Well, I don't, we don't even have to talk about it now. Okay. Is that what it was? <laughs> so, so that is what it is. So uh, right. this young boy named Shay and his dad <laughs> camped out in front of this Paramus Krispy Kreme starting on Sunday night. Uh, the Krispy Kreme actually opened this morning. We are recording this on a Tuesday. And so they passed the time by playing wiffle ball, ordering Chick-fil-A, and drawing and little Shay, nine-year-old Shay, told his mom that one way or another, he plans on bringing home donuts for his seven-year-old uh, sister, uh, Ellie, uh, uh, 
who has special needs and his friends Clara and Maddie. And I just think that's really sweet because he went there knowing full well that Krispy Kreme might not be doing that same promotion for this particular location. Whoa. And he like knew that was a possibility, but he was like, hey, I just want to have a fun few days with my dad. You know, we'll hang out outside. We'll play wiffle ball. And maybe we'll come home with a dozen donuts that we had to pay for, but we'll be the first ones in line to get them. And I think that's so sweet. But I saw that it was opening today, the day that we were recording this. And I, before we we recorded, I looked up what happened. And Uh wouldn't you know it, he gets (gasps) free donuts. No. He gets free donuts. And he brought them home to his family. But here's the thing. And part of me wants to fault Krispy Kreme for this because it sounds kind of stingy. And then part of me is like, well, they can't just give away the farm. I get that. Uh, Especially since, you know, arson was committed at their flagship store in Atlanta, which hurts my heart very deeply. Really? Yeah. The the Krispy Kreme that burned down on Ponds was really Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. So it's not free donuts for a year. It is free. Free a free dozen once a month for a year, dude. <sighs> I know, I know, but still, like, he was thrilled, and his sister was thrilled to see them, and he had a great time. Are, and he said he didn't even want to look at screens the entire time he was out there with his oh, dad. So you got to hang out with Pop Pop. That is some good, clean, wholesome yeah. camping fun because they like they brought a tent and Ooh. everything. Good for them. Are Krispy Kreme's franchises? Yeah. Well, I don't know how they're structured, but... Okay. So I wonder if this was like a franchise owner was like, oh, this isn't a corporate policy, but this is a cute story. I think story. that's standard. I think I what they do, do for something. people is standard. No, I but think I think what they can do for their first customer is standard. For like, considering the volume that they do, at least once a week to me... Would be reasonable. I get it. I get it. But I'm, you know, Krispy Kreme doesn't pay me to make the policies, so I can't help you. That's Anyway, so that's that is my feel-good camping story <laughs> for the week. You're welcome. Well, other feel-good moments. Mm-hmm. We've been sending out the dozen stickers. Yay! I remember when you were like, <laughs> India, we should only order X number of stickers. And I was like, I don't know, John, that doesn't sound like enough stickers. Maybe we should make sure we have enough stickers to like have surplus. And I was like, let's order X plus 50%. And you're like, yeah. I don't know, India, that's a lot of stickers. And then you did it. And now we don't have any stickers left. This Woo-hoo! is true. We're out of stickers. If We're out of stickers. You didn't get in on the first round. I'm sorry. But let us know because I think I'm going to have to order some more because, like, I didn't get one. So, yeah, me either, which is kind of messed up, y'all. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> we're not in the dozen. We should no, but still, it'd be nice to hold on to. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty happy about the response. I'm shocked with how many of you quickly gave me your address with no question. Stranger you're, danger. You're a bunch of dummies. What are you doing? No, you're not. Did, you're not. You're just how very can you trusting. Do this? And I respect that about Irresponsibly you. Irresponsibly trusting. Nope, good for you. 
I imagine our dozen are like similar to the people who are like, you know what? I'm going to go to this music festival with a sign that says free hugs and just trust that no creeps are going to hug me. <laughs> Bad mistake. You know who I'm especially shocked with is Adam Nielsen. Why? Adam's our friend. He is our friend, but why? I've already I've already pranked him so bad. Why did you? Why? Because, Poor Adam. Like, Adam, two, I'm so sorry. Was it two years ago? He renewed his SECA membership, and I caught wind that it was being renewed, and he was getting issued a new, or it was like, something was happening, but I was in the know that he needed a- tampered with it. That he needed a new SECA membership card. And there's a meme photo, it's that photo of like a kid's uh, um, uh, yearbook photo where he's like, He's kind of hunched over and he's given the thumbs up. And I went to membership when we were working there. And I was like, this is this is this guy's profile. This is this is his photo for his ID. And they're like, this is I remember this. And he's like, this they're like, this doesn't seem right. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is it. This I need you to reprint this as it is and send it to him. And they're like, all right, we're gonna do it. And then he showed up to a to a national event with that ID photo. Adam, and, I'm so sorry. And so it's like, Adam. And I asked him, I was like, hey, what's a good mailing address for for you? And then I very quickly after that sent, I swear I'm not changing your ID card again. And he said, I'm mildly nervous, but, and then he gave me his, his address. You're just violating trust all over the place with this one, honestly. I Well, to be fair. Adam, have- I'm so sorry in the future. If you only want to submit your address to me, I will not take advantage of that. <laughs> I, to be fair, I don't have the same kind of access that I did once, but... I mean, yeah, apparently for good reason, John. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's been really exciting to, like, compile the list of dozen to send things out to. It's been really fun, and I I think we definitely ordered more than a dozen, um, and so it's been really, like, kind of heartwarming to, like, be able to send these out and... Um, be proud of them. My mom even asked for one. So yeah, that's Thanks, really mom. cool. Yeah, uh, and Michael Beck from Ten Tents. I talked to him, and I'm sending. We're sending him stuff, and in conversation with him, as many of you know, he moved on to being an apprentice watchmaker, and he shared. I the know. Ca- I love that journey for yeah, him. That's so that like to me. I think we've talked about this before, but to me, this is like such a like when you consider the overall arc the story arc of the different podcasts and how could these podcasts go into ridiculous directions? Mm -hmm. The meme was always that Michael was always really into watches. Yeah. I remember like you guys ganged up on Michael and me for appreciating fancy things. Yeah. And so like, I don't, I don't know how much of this has been talked about, across the different podcasts and stuff but it's it's to me to me just me when when you consider the story arcs when you when you consider his exit i couldn't ask for a 
better reason for somebody to exit a show than for them to fully embrace the thing that they're known for loving and to move on to it. And it'd be like, well, yeah, like I was recently doing a rewatch of um, Party Down, which okay doesn't age well in all respects, but it's a great show. Um, but it was a really great comedy, especially especially for the time that it was airing. Okay, um, but it fell apart in its second season because all of the leads got better gigs so like jane lynch was on glee adam scott went to parks and rec um lizzie kaplan went to do several projects like in a row and on top of each other and she's amazing um but everybody just kind of like found these other cool things to go to megan mullally is in it and i feel like that was just megan mullally having downtime but it's one of those things where, like, when you realize why it ended, you can't be that mad because right. such great things were happening yeah. for the people that you loved so much doing it. And I really think that's that is what I thought when you first told me that Michael was leaving was that he's going to go do this thing that he is so passionate about and he is so excited about. And I just love that for you, Michael. If you're yeah. listening, <laughs> I think that's so cool. So one of the fun things about this is i was like hey what how because i haven't talked to him for a while so i was just you know hey how 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 is that going and he and uh i asked him if there's any social media that that he has that i can see the work that they're doing mm-hmm. and i noticed something it's when a I was great looking. account it is they and do I, really cool stuff yeah they do and but i noticed something there was a certain hands that were regularly regularly reoccurring in the photos mm-hmm. and not to say that i pay attention to people's wrists and hands but i notice a certain wrist and hand that seemed a little familiar and it turns out that he is the hand model the i guess wrist model for them wrist model wrist? hand model yeah. watch model whatever you want to call yeah. it that's what michael is and yeah he is <laughs> he's just killing it blossoming mm. killing it mm. And mm-hmm. yeah, serving so serving some looks, <laughs> Michael. He is. He's doing a great job with it. Um, yeah, he's I, got that like wrist highlight going. Get it? Yeah, he's killing it. And I have to, I have to actually say, um, I kind of know what he's dealing with because when I worked at the gun store, one of the requirements of employment was that you maintained your hands and nails. Well, yeah. Because you're showing something very close up with your hands all day long. Now, like You have to have clean hands and fingernails, and it has to be well-trimmed and well-maintained. That was one of the requirements. Well, welcome to how every woman in a professional oh my God. setting has to think <laughs> about real. everything. I know, it's right? Just, it was crazy. I, like, I'm we like, had, I can't believe they even had to tell you that. It was, it was in the... It was part of the like, look, if you're gonna work here, this is part of the deal. Part of the deal. Are you cool with that, John? I'm a podcaster. Look at my hands and nails currently. I don't know. They look pretty good from here. They look great because <laughs> you have to keep them looking good as a podcaster, right? Like- <laughs> Anyway, congratulations to Michael. You're yeah. killing it, and we're so proud of you. And I hope you enjoy your dozen sticker, and maybe you can show off those hand modeling skills and yeah. show off our sticker at the same time. 
Oh my god, know. that'd be so amazing. See what you got. It'd be pretty. Mm-hmm. Show me what you got. Was yep, that a, was I'm that on board. Yeah, that okay. That's good. Good job. Okay, thank you. Well, Dustin, so um, you may have missed the calling for this uh, first run of stickers, but if you were feeling a little left out and wish that you had a sticker for your own, uh, let us know, because I think we're going to start doing another round probably in the next few weeks, and we would love to send you one. They are, uh, at this time, free of charge. So. They are. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. all it takes is you giving us your address and we'll send them along to you. But uh, reach out on Instagram um, or on the Googles, the Gmails, or the TikToks. Uh, John, what is our handle and email address? At 1010 Podcast. Or, yeah, at 1010 Podcast. What's our email? At 1010 Podcast at gmail.com. 1010 Podcast at gmail.com. There we go. <laughs> you did it. There you go. <laughs> So hit us up. We'd love to uh, get you well-equipped to um, show your devotion. And we actually have made fresh 1010s logo stickers, and they're pretty sweet because yeah. I got some holographic backing for them. So Yeah, shout out to my sister for doing that. Yeah, Emily, thank you. Um, but yeah, I think that is all the call to abortion that I currently have for you. <laughs> No, thanks for listening. You guys are amazing. Amazing. We've had we're continuing to just increase our growth. So it's 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 really humbling and encouraging. It's really fun. And cool. <laughs> um, Having you guys, a great time. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. I so awesome. Sometimes and right now I'm just at a loss of words for it. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than thank you. So you're I awesome. Never never thought we would hit this point (laughs) but but i'm really thrilled and you guys are awesome and i have such massive love for our dozen and beyond so thank you week after week this is the best thing (laughs) okay all right john you ready to sing your song all right here we go cool cat Keep it campy. Bye.